What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here with you. In this episode, we're going to talk about some apologies and backpedaling in the NBA, NFL, and the Australian Open. Clay Thompson may be close to coming back. Kyrie is back. Man, Kyrie back. Oh, boy. I'm on the fence about that one. It has a little bit to do with COVID. A little something else, too. And we've got, of course, my gut check picks for week 18 in the NFL. Who knew you would ever say week 18? But that's where we are. But I'm going to start with something that I woke up to. And it was probably the most shocking thing that I had ever seen that I have a close connection to. Um, And it's probably the saddest thing that has happened when it comes to what I do as well, which is doing play-by-play and color for a live sporting event. A guy that I do know well and have spent some time working with in Glenn Consor made probably the worst comment you could ever make in a basketball game or just in our profession of doing play-by-play in color. Kevin Porter Jr. made a game-winning bucket to beat the Washington Wizards in D.C. And Glenn Consor says, and this is, quote, Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, no. And I put it instantly on Instagram. You know, it it was keyboard courage. I'll admit, I had a little keyboard courage. And I just said, you can't say that. When you understand the context of Kevin Porter Jr. losing his father to gun violence back in 2004. And that before that, Kevin Porter Jr.'s father was convicted of manslaughter for shooting a 14-year-old girl. You just can't say it. And the tough part for me is that, yes, I do know Glenn. Doing any live sporting event, you're bound to say something that you shouldn't have. But at the same time, you're supposed to do your homework. And the apology by Glenn, while it is appreciated, and he said, Here's his, his tweet. Please allow me to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize to Kevin Porter Jr., his family, and the Rockets organization for the comments I made during last night's game. I mistakenly thought that Kevin was the son of former Washington player Kevin Porter and was unaware that the words I chose to describe the game-winning shot would be in any way hurtful or insensitive. I have reached out to Kevin to personally apologize and hope to be able to talk with him soon. This escalated all the way up to LeBron James saying in a tweet, oh, he thought this was cool, huh? Nah, we ain't going for this. Sorry, but this ain't going to fly. How insensitive can you be to say something like this? Beat it, man. I pray for you, but there's no place in our beautiful game for you. 
I mean, when LeBron says you're done, that's hard to come back from. While the apology is, I believe, very sincere, I do know Glenn, he's been a good guy with me and multiple people that are in our circle of the Wizards organization when I worked there. But there's also the fact that, as I know, you, you got to do your homework. And to say, oh, well, I didn't know that wasn't the Kevin Porter who played for Washington. You should know that because you've been with the organization for over 10, 15 years, maybe even longer than that. Someone during pregame would have brought that up if that was the case as a storyline to talk about. It obviously wasn't. So it's just sad all the way around. And in the end, I felt for Kevin Porter Jr. and the Porter family, and I felt for Glenn and the Consor family. I don't want Glenn to lose his job. But there may be no better solution than to say, hey, sorry. Because words do hurt. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. No, that's not 100% true. And if nothing else, as we've dealt with mental health, words can hurt. And these words can hurt a lot, especially for an organization that was dealing with a lot of issues with guns. When they were called the Washington Bullets, why were they no longer called the Washington Bullets? Because of gun violence. Gilbert Arenas was vilified in Washington kicked out for what he had done with Javaris Crittenden in the locker room and then pulling guns. On each other or a gun, excuse me. It's sad all the way around. And I feel for Glenn and I feel for the Porter family. And it's going to have to be whatever happens, happens. And I hope the Wizards do the right thing. I hope NBC Sports Washington does the right thing and the NBA does the right thing because they're all involved in this. Not a good situation to be in. And another issue that's dealing with, you know, apologies and backpedaling and saying things you don't want to say or mean to say. This story about Aaron Rodgers. Y'all know, yep, I got a thing about Aaron Rodgers. I got a thing about Kirk Cousins too. I feel like those two are like right at the top for me. But there were comments made by Hub Arkush. He's a reporter out of Chicago, and he has one of the 50 votes for the Associated Press's Most Valuable Player Award. And Arkush made the comment that, quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and 
punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player, end quote. Fast forward, and he talked about, he said, from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. So he said he wasn't going to vote for him. He said, I just think that the way he's carrying himself is inappropriate. I think he's a bad guy. I don't think a bad guy can be the most valuable guy at the same time. Now, unfortunately, yeah, you can be a bad guy and still be the most valuable player on the court, field, ice, whatever the case may be, in the ring. MVP is supposed to be about your athletic prowess. I mean, let's face it. We know the Green Bay Packers would not be anywhere near a playoff team if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers. And other players are involved in that too, but he is the MVP. Is he the MVP for the league? I think that's debatable. But then the columnist, you know, writes another column and says, oh, I made a terrible mistake. I shouldn't have said that. There's no one else to blame, and I'm here to try and apologize. Aaron Rodgers, I wish he would have taken the high road. And instead of being able to take the high road, he goes just as low. Rodgers calls Arkush. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. I'm quoting here. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was, probably until yesterday's comments. I listened to the comments, but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime in the offseason that I had zero chance of winning MVP, in my opinion, should exclude future votes. His problem isn't with me being a bad guy, the biggest jerk in the league. He doesn't know me. I know, and the problem is you don't know him either. So for Rodgers, I wish there was some way that he would have said, you know what, I'm not. I'm going to take the high road and not call this guy a bump. But instead, you did. So you went low too. Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high. Aaron Rodgers couldn't go high because he don't know how to go high. He can't go high. So he said it. He went on to say, Oh, if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an extra letter to put on the, MV, on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. Clever, end quote. I'm saying it was clever, but that was the end quote. Most valuable vaccinated player. The thing that, again, I feel like Arkush is not understanding, nope, I'm saying his name correctly, is you're not addressing the fact that the league and the Packers also played a role in how he said, I'm immunized and didn't tell anybody. And, oh, I don't want to play for the Packers. Right? I mean, look what he did all summer. I don't want to play there. Let's, maybe you got to trade me, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the whole thing is just, it's just bad all the way around. You're going to make a comment, just stand up to it. 
but I know Arkush is probably worried about losing his job because, you know, Aaron Rodgers could say whatever the heck he wants. The Packers are not going to release him. They're not going to trade him. And he's just, you know, it's sad, but he's just more valuable as a human being. I don't agree with that, but I feel like that's what it's coming down to. And I don't like it. I also don't like what's going on in Australia with Novak Djokovic. And, you know, he's being held in Australia in uh, isolation as the Australian border force and the courts, not the practice courts, the court of law, determines if Novak Djokovic should be deported or not. He's in immigration detention hotel is where he is right now, waiting for the court ruling. I guess the case may not be decided until Monday, and I will have a Australian Open preview. Djokovic's family said this is a political agenda. I don't buy it. It's a COVID agenda. And I think the Australian Open, you know, I think it's really tough when countries, federal governments and local governments, state governments are trying to have vaccination mandates, but you leave loopholes for people to not follow them. And that's what Djokovic, I'm getting the medical exemption. When the Australian Open said everyone has to be fully vaccinated to attend the Australian Open for players, fans, and staff, then they just needed to stick with that. And that's it. There are no exemptions. When you give exemptions, then you're basically just open the door for anybody who's not vaccinated to say, okay, well, I want an exemption. And then what's the point of you making the rules and regulations in the first place? Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison said, quote, you need to have a medical exemption. He didn't have a valid medical exemption. We make the call at the border and that's where it's enforced. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And I think it's very tough. You know, you, you're the country and everybody in the country is up in arms saying he shouldn't be allowed to play. You can't be given medical exemptions. Because this ain't about tennis. It's not a political agenda. It's a health. Well, let's say it's not just a political agenda because everything is in politics. But it's health. I mean, what if you allow Djokovic to play and all of a sudden a bunch of people start getting sick? And then when you thought you had COVID contained, it's no longer contained because it's just spreading, spreading, spreading. And Omicron's making it worse. Bottom line, Djokovic shouldn't just be, he just should not be allowed to play. Australians thought that there was some special treatment for Novak Djokovic. And yeah, there was. 
There was. And I wish he would just come out and say, well, yeah, he's the number one player in the world. We wanted to give him an opportunity to present his case why he should be allowed to play. That's all. That's all they had to say. But I don't think he should play. I don't think he should play. A player I'm looking forward to seeing play is the return of Clay Thompson. And boy, will that be fun. But until I see that it's going to happen, I'm going to talk about Kyrie Irving briefly. Kyrie Irving made his return to the NBA in Indianapolis. Scored 22 points in his debut. I mean, that don't seem rusty to me. 22 points, not bad. The Brooklyn Nets won 129 to 121. Kyrie had four assists, three rebounds, three steals in 32 minutes. The Nets need him. Again, I wish that the Nets would have, you know, just stood by their original decision. But I guess, heck, even I know as a parent, yeah, sometimes you waffle. Sometimes you go back and forth a little bit. It happens. Kyrie Irving said he had just a lot of gratitude just to be present tonight with everyone, just to go out there and have fun doing what we love to do. It was not so good first half for us, and we came to the locker room. We knew that in order to build this identity that we have to have later in the season, we got to start now. So good for them. They won. How it affected me is I actually, I thought that Kyrie was going to end up getting vaccinated. So I drafted him in my fantasy basketball league and I didn't play him yesterday that was my fault I one forgot to take him off the IR in fantasy sports but I was kind of torn like no I worry about having unvaccinated players playing unmasked around other athletes they get COVID they could spread it Something really bad could happen to Kyrie's health, and he's willing to take that gamble. But maybe everybody else in the arena doesn't want to take that gamble. Players, coaches, everybody alike. Wish I had played him. Could have used those points. But it's bigger than that, just like it is with Novak Djokovic. It is bigger than that. It's bigger than you, the player. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you, the listeners. It's bigger than all of us. We're all just at a point where we are trying our best to get out of this playdemic. And no, not everybody has the answers. But I want to get out of it soon. And I know you do too. All right, we're going to end the show with, you know, we're doing this. We're doing this. It's my gut check. Picks for the National Football League. I was under 500 in my parlay again. 
Well, here we go. I feel like I don't even know who's going to play in some of these games, but there are a lot of playoff seeds up for grabs. So we'll see. I'm sure we'll have more answers closer to Sunday after I've already made these gut check picks. Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are the home dog at plus 10 and a half. I don't know. The way the Chiefs played yesterday, last weekend, I mean, the Bengals came back to win that game. I think the Chiefs bounce back on the road. I'll take them at minus 10 and a half. The Cowboys are favored on the road at the Eagles. What the heck happened to the Cowboys last week? And do the Eagles have enough? I mean, hey, Jalen Hurts, don't worry. At least at home, the stadium won't fall down on you, you know, like it did in Washington. My apologies to Jalen Hurts. That had to hurt. But I am going to take the Philadelphia Eagles at plus five and a half at home. A lot riding on that game. The Indianapolis Colts at the Jaguars. The Jaguars are are the underdog, the home dog at plus 15. I'll take the Indianapolis Colts at minus 15. The Steelers at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored at minus six. I will take the Steelers at plus six, even though... Uh, it looks like Ben Roethlisberger, as he may be playing his last game of his career, period, will not have his center and wide receiver. But I feel like that game will still be close. Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. The Titans are favored at minus 10.5. I will take the Titans at minus 10.5. Packers at the Lions. Packers are favored at minus 3.5. I will take the Packers there. Bengals at the Browns. I don't know what the Browns are doing. I don't know who's going to show up, but I think the Bengals, woo, Jamar Chase. Boy, did he put on the show last weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs. He won't have that kind of game, and neither will Joe Burrow, but I'm taking the Bengals at plus six. The Washington football team at the New York Giants. The Giants are the home dog at plus seven. I'll take the Giants at plus seven. Bears at the Vikings. Vikings are favored at minus five and a half. I don't know who the Bears are going to be. I don't know who's going to be under center for the Vikings right now. But as it stands, my gut check pick, and I try not to look at the news as I'm kind of making these picks um, because I feel like then it just kind of tweaks what I want to do. But I'm going to take the Vikings at minus five and a half. The 49ers at the Rams. The Rams have a shot at home field advantage throughout the playoffs got to keep their eye on the green bay packers and the 49ers are trying to keep their playoff hopes alive uh i'm going to take the rams at minus four and a half it hurts to say that but i just feel like i just don't know I, i i don't know if the 49ers have enough I just don't know if they do. On the road, that is. New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored at minus 16. I will take the Bills at minus 16. I know it's a lot of points, but I'm going to do it. They did play well. The Jets played well against the uh, Bucks, but this is a different team. We've got the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm taking the Buccaneers at minus 8. We've got the Patriots at the Dolphins. I'll take the Dolphins at plus six and a half. We've got the Seahawks at the Cardinals. Cardinals are favored at minus seven. They look better than I thought they would at the Cowboys. I'll take the Cardinals at minus seven. We've got the Saints at the Falcons, a home dog plus four and a half for the Falcons. 
I will take the Falcons at plus four and a half. And last game, the Chargers at the Raiders. I'm going to take the Chargers at minus three. And those are my gut check picks. And that is just for sport. Enjoy your sports weekend. Ciao for now.